0: Louisville, Kentucky. <laughs> Good evening, Los Angeles. How's everybody doing? You guys watched that CNN town hall last night? All right, calm down. It doesn't make you a hero. <laughs> Welcome to Love It or Leave It Live or Else. Coming at you from somewhere between years and based on those fingers, months before King William's coronation. I've said it before, but if you're in line for the throne, stay in line. We've got a great show for you tonight. Elizabeth Holmes is here. Let me be the first to say, I forgive her. The American scam queen herself, Lacey Mosley, weighs in on even bigger scams across the pond, and Jennifer Romolini, the host of Crooked's Own Stift, is here to talk porn. And if you can believe it, the debt ceiling. And the wickedly talented Nicole Travolta joins for the rant wheel. But first, let's get into it. What a week. (laughs) Republican lawmakers and founding member of Maroon 5, George Santos, pleaded not guilty... In federal court this week, after he was charged with 13 counts of fraud and various financial crimes, including theft of public funds, money laundering, and lying to the House of Representatives, as well as using campaign donations to buy designer clothes. And, of course, stealing America's heart. (laughs) Some of the accusations against Santos haven't been previously reported. For example, prosecutors say Santos fraudulently collected over $20,000 in unemployment benefits, which he was ineligible to receive, because at the time, and this is real, He was fully employed by a company doing a Ponzi scheme. (laughs) These charges are ridiculous, said Santos in court, the security tag still dangling from the sleeve of his J.Crew jacket. (laughs) I will clear my name, he continued, as he placed his hand over the prosecutor's Montblanc pen and deftly slipped it off the table into his pocket. After being fired from Fox News, former host and current guy at a tennis club jokingly referring to his unemployment as a sabbatical before complaining that his salad is underdressed, Tucker Carlson announced he will be relaunching his show on Twitter, a site he deems the only free speech platform left in the world. And with that, the lights on Twitter came up to full brightness, revealing its countertops to be disgusting and letting us know we don't have to go home, but we can't stay here. Hmm. Meanwhile, California's own Dianne Feinstein made her return to the Capitol this week. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger, said the triumphant senator, as she zipped up the spray skirt on her kayak before her morning row in the Potomac. (laughs) Feinstein was cleared to return to work by doctors, as long as there isn't a single gust of wind in all of D.C. for the rest (laughs) of her term. In a statement, Feinstein said that while she continues to recover... From shingles, her doctors have advised her that she maintain a lighter work schedule. I'm sure that's what her doctors advised. What doctor looks at a frail and declining 89-year-old recovering from what must have been severe complications from shingles to the point where she was unable to travel for months and say, you should be a senator, but take it easy at first. (laughs) On Monday, Harlan Crow, the Republican billionaire who has given Clarence Thomas lavish presents for the last several decades, rejected a request from the Senate Judiciary Committee to submit information regarding the gifts he's given Thomas or any other Supreme Court justice. Crow defended his action, saying, "Hey, it's not my fault that that's Clarence Thomas's love language. We have acts of service and physical touch. We have." We have serious concerns about the scope of any authority for this inquiry, Crow's attorney Michael D. Bopp said. Yep. (laughs) Michael D. Bopp said in a response letter to Senate Finance Committee Chairman Ron Wyden. Thank you, Mr. Bopp. This is obviously a witch hunt, and I'm confident that when it's all said and done, these critics will eat Crow, which is exactly what Clarence Thomas had to do to get all that free shit. (laughs) It's gross to think about. At his CNN town hall Wednesday, Donald Trump played the hits, insisting, despite moderator Caitlin Collins' steady pushback, that the 2020 election was rigged. This must be the worst possible assignment at CNN, and you know someone had to clean up Don Lemon's low blood the time he pierced his ears live on air on New Year's Eve. Nobody remembers that. You remember it? In one exchange, the audience laughed after Trump steamrolled Collins' questions about the former president asking then-Georgia Secretary of State Ben Raffensperger to help him rig the election. I questioned the election.
1: You asked this him to find bad, votes. I didn't ask him to find anything. Let We've me just heard you, the audio. It,
0: I don't know why CNN insisted on holding the physical event at Arkham Asylum. But I'm sure they have their reasons. When Colin pressed the former president for information regarding the stolen classified documents found during the FBI's raid of Mar-a-Lago, the audience laughed and cheered as Trump said this.
1: Do you mind? I would like for you to answer the question. Okay, it's very simple to answer. That's why I asked it.
0: It's very simple to... You're a nasty person, I'll tell you. Two ways you can look at this, all right? One way is that it's um, Trump being shitty. The other way is to think that Trump moved from nasty woman to nasty person. People of all genders can be disgusting. And the green m M&M and wears Keds now. Gender-inclusive win. When asked by Collins if he owed Mike Pence an apology for endangering Pence's life during the insurrection, Donald Trump said hell no.
2: Mr. President, do you feel that you
3: owe him an apology?
0: No, because he did something wrong. He should have put the votes back to the state legislatures, and I think we would have had a different outcome. I really do.
1: But he doesn't have the authority to do that.
0: At this point, his relationship with Mike Pence is hanging on by a noose. After this week's, that deserved better from you. That was excellent. Thank you. Also this week, President Biden lifted COVID restrictions at the border while announcing a new set of measures to manage the rising influx of asylum seekers and a historic migration crisis that has seen record numbers of people seeking refuge in the United States. The first measure, officially renaming the country to Mass Shootapalooza. What did you think this show was? We take the news, we do this to it, and we shoot it back out at you. These new rules are a shift in Biden's previous policy, which was just sending Kamala out there in a goalie uniform. Do not come.
4: Do not come. <laughs>
0: Beginning in March of 2020, the Trump administration used Title 42 to turn away asylum seekers as part of the pandemic emergency. It wasn't good policy, but I will say it did stop a lot of asylum seekers from getting their hands on America's most abundant resource, COVID. (laughs) One of the new policies first announced in February will bar migrants who pass through another country from their country of origin on their way to the U.S. without seeking refuge there. However, if migrants make an appointment to seek asylum in the U.S. through the CPB1 app, they will be exempt from this rule. These people have escaped poverty and persecution, uprooted their lives, brought their families thousands of miles, risked everything, and now the toughest hurdle of them all, downloading a government-made app using rural Mexican data. (laughs) This topic is hard to joke about. (laughs) A committee in the Louisiana House of Representatives voted against adding exceptions for rape or incest to the state's anti-abortion law. Guess it's not as bad as when the state's tourism committee did it, but still, it's grim stuff. Yep. I know, look, this seems really bad until you realize that the people of Louisiana are really going to need web toes if they're going to survive what climate change is coming for them.
5: <laughs> yeah,
0: that's good. Said a Republican lawmaker, my wife and daughter is here with me today to say they back this decision fully, as he pointed at one woman. <laughs> An experimental fertility lab in London confirmed the first group of babies born by combining the DNA of three different people in a procedure that aims to eliminate rare genetic diseases. The lab went on to confirm that the combining of just one family's DNA also resulted in a baby named King Charles III. This week, the FDA announced that they are ending their discriminatory policy that prevents gay and bisexual men from donating blood and will instead update their questionnaire to reflect a focus on having multiple sexual partners, not because of the historic fear of STIs, but because of the wonderful benefits associated with dweeb blood. (laughs) I think it's beautiful and long overdue that the FDA is reallocating its resources from homophobia and toward worthy causes like (laughs) slut-shaming. Speaking of dweebs, Mark Zuckerberg won gold and silver medals in a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu competition in California last week. Last year he said he took up mixed martial arts during the pandemic. You win again, Mr. Zuckerberg. You're so strong, Mr. Zuckerberg. Ow, ow, ow. I give. I give, Mr. Zuckerberg. I love that one. I don't care. Mr. Zuckerberg, wow, what moves. Ow, ow, ow. I'm down again and yet I'm so much bigger than you. How is it possible? Mr. Zuckerberg, you're incredible. A man in Sacramento said he's lucky to be alive after his Tesla seemingly burst into flames while he was driving it. That's why you never ever push the Vietnam protest button in a Tesla. The news this week has been absolutely wild. A man in Sacramento is under the impression he's lucky to be alive. Uh. <laughs> Meanwhile, the family of a man who died in a different Tesla crash is suing the automaker. Their lawyers entered, as evidence, a video from 2016 in which Elon Musk claims that the cars can drive autonomously with greater safety than a person. Despite the fact that the video has been on YouTube for almost seven years, Tesla's attorneys falsely claimed it was a deep fake. While the video may not be fake, one thing is certainly deep, the price cut on my Tesla. This thing is price to move. Don't miss out. <laughs> Got a great Tesla. It rattles a bit. Yours too, right? These things are unbelievable. Built with scotch tape. One bump, you expect the doors to fall off. The great V, he's amazing. I was his biggest defender, and almost as if the car wanted me to know the worse Elon became at running Twitter, the more the car stopped working. With each passing day, less and less was functioning. Scientists in Australia have begun administering the chlamydia vaccine to koalas in the wild in order to fight against the disease which causes blindness, infertility, and death in the animals. Unfortunately, it will be some time before it's once again safe to fuck them. <laughs> 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 not to slut-shame koalas, but if they tried not being such little fucking sluts? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Guinness World Records recognize an Oregon dermatologist for detecting the world's smallest skin cancer spot, a mole roughly the size of the tip of a needle. Sadly, Tinkerbell is not expected to survive. (laughs) Unless we all clap. (laughs) Wow. A woman identified only as Lillian, who was found in the Australian bush after being missing for five days, revealed that she survived until her rescue solely on wine and candy. Okay, and that makes her a special. Why? Because she did it outside. Anyone impressed by this clearly hasn't been to a poorly planned bachelorette party before. <laughs> a German man was discovered tied up in the woods with pantyhose on his head after his online date fled suddenly during role play, also known as a Deutsch Exit. Yeah. And as the police released his ropes, the man said, "Nein, not so fast. Do it slow up." <laughs> that was like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Nine, not so fast, do it slower. That was better. Nine, not so fast, do it slower. That was it. Nine, not so fast, do it slower. That's getting better and better. <laughs> wow. Wow. A Colorado woman who thought she had finally bought her dream home was shocked to discover hundreds of snakes living in the walls. Actually, this sounds a lot like a dream, said one of the snakes who could talk. <laughs> the woman... <laughs> The woman realized she had an infestation When her dog started barking at a crack in the wall And she found a snake coiled up in it Upon putting her hand on the wall She could feel the warmth Which she believed emanated From more snakes (laughs) There's no housing crisis We've just entered into a new phase of the American dream Entitled, you get what you get And you don't get upset And what you get is warm snake walls (laughs) You Doubtful of the American housing market Hear walls full of snakes. I, a realtor with endless faith in capitalism, hears walls heated with renewable energy. (laughs) After throwing just six pitches, Major League pitcher Amir Garrett left a game after vomiting on the mound. Let's roll the clip. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I forgot to say we should roll it beforehand. This is why I can't be a professional athlete. Was he supposed to not eat room-temperature clams before work? (laughs) Tom Cruise is apparently extremely interested in Shakira after the two were seen together at the Formula One Grand Prix in Miami. Shakira, Shakira! (laughs) That's it. (laughs) If anyone can pass Scientology's e-meter lie detector, it's Shakira's hips. (laughs) They famously don't lie. And finally, a metallic object assumed to be a meteorite crashed through the roof of a New Jersey home this week, which may have come from debris left by Halley's Comet. The homeowner was alerted to the incident when they heard a loud bada-bing from the other room. (laughs) It's sad. The meteor traveled three billion miles and landed just 45 minutes from human civilization. (laughs) Eat shit, New Jersey. What are you going to do? When we come back, is that a scepter in your shriveled hand or are you just happy to see me? In time, every young boy must grow up to fill his mother's shoes. I don't think that's a saying. A fact, the United Kingdom celebrated last weekend with the coronation of King Charles III. Here to celebrate the scam of the last several centuries, the British monarchy, it's the host of the Scam Goddess podcast herself. Welcome back, Lazy Mosley. Hi. Hello. <laughs> Is there a bigger scam than the coronation?
4: Absolutely not! They threw this party for millions of dollars for the oldest man, like to walk around with the worst drip I've ever seen in my fucking life. And it's like, this is who we looking up to. This is royalty. Like, come on, let's be so serious and for real. Um, and like, they've lived off of the people for forever, and they're like, no, we got to keep doing it because it's tourism, y'all. We a living museum, and now they really look like a museum.
0: I think it's cool that that. Charles has been thinking about becoming king for Mm -hmm. 70 years. When I was like a little kid, if I pictured a king, they had a big old crown and like one of those fur capes with the little dots, Mm -hmm. you know, like the white thing with the little dots. Mm -hmm. And like that was like the thing. And I like that that's what Charles has been imagining since he was a little boy, too. Like, it was like it was a real thing that a king has always wanted. And he's like, I'm going to have one of those things, those furs with little dots. Mm-hmm. Do you know what those are?
4: Um, I don't know what they're called. Um, Do you know
0: I- anyone know what those are? What? ermine 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 they sound vicious
4: I was just like it's like hey but I always think now that you say like waiting to be king since a little boy I'm thinking of like Simba in The Lion King but like Simba's just like the most scraggly old ass lion when he becomes king (laughs) 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 like that's Charles
0: (laughs) yeah Scar was on Jeffrey Epstein's plane (laughs) checks out it works it works (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Uh, Charles opted to use a lot of historic and religious iconography like he was trying to get the monarchy like back Mm -hmm. to its roots do you think it's silly or do you think it's a king playing the hits
4: it was so fucking dumb I saw them singing to a rock a rock that came from Scotland so not even they rock And I mean, it harkens back to the British Museum when they're like, look at all this shit we stole. Like, they don't got nothing cool. Like, I once researched a scam that was about Britain, like, pretending that they found the first man. But it was actually, like, some monkey bones and some other shit that they put together. But they didn't have anything to put them on the map culturally. So they were like, we got to do something.
0: (laughs) Quick, touch the monkey bones.
4: Yeah. So I don't think the religious iconography is going to work on the girls. I mean, we saw the photos.
0: Have you seen the Meghan Markle conspiracy theory about the coronation? Can we we show that photo? (laughs) On the left, on on the left we have Meghan Markle. On the right, we have Meghan Markle (laughs) or Sir Carl Jenkins, if you can believe that.
4: I love this conspiracy theory because it really leans into the fact that like British women want Meghan Markle to be ugly so bad. They've been wanting her to be ugly since they saw her for the first time with Prince Harry. And they were like, this is a bad bitch. How do we ruin her? She's so sexy. So they're like, yeah, we want her to look like that so we can hate her more. But it's not her. Why would she do that? She is a black woman who is rich as fuck, married to royalty, knows Oprah, Tyler Perry personally. Like she was hiking and doing photo ops.
0: You don't have to sneak into things. You choose not to attend even though you were invited. Yeah. That's not a thing. No. It doesn't make any sense. She doesn't need to sneak in. If Sir Carl Jenkins had jumped up and taken a big old shit in the aisle at Westminster <laughs> and then ran away screaming, I'm Carl Jenkins, I'd have been like, okay. Yeah. Especially if, if the scream, I'm Carl Jenkins, sounded like someone from the show Suits.
4: <laughs> You're right. I mean, like honestly, I kind of wish that she would have snuck in as Carl Jenkins and maybe did like an old-fashioned stoning. Like, we should bring stoning back. Just like okay. tiny rocks and just yeah. threw them at like Charles until she got kicked out. <laughs> sure.
6: You yeah. can get into
0: a church with rocks in your pocket. Anybody checking for rocks. They're not. And, <laughs> they're not checking for rocks. And more and more people are, are realizing that. I'm sorry, I got a little caught as we should bring stoning back. Usually that comes from the other side. <laughs> it's usually not. I'm not usually like, yeah, what a good point. We should bring stoning back. Usually it's like the people they want to throw rocks at
4: yeah
0: no they're they're us (laughs) it's like women who are smart or like (laughs) (laughs) a witch now the coronation was also a moment of celebration of the side chick Uh, what a
4: way to put
0: it uh, that's what it says on the card uh your thoughts on camilla who's now the queen consort i mean that's she pulled a scam like none other
4: Woo! i mean look Camilla's evil, evil, but you have to appreciate a little bit of it, okay? Because this bitch played the long game, okay? <laughs> she stayed alive for this shit, okay? <laughs> like, she was going to get her mammogram. She was going to get her checkup. She was like, bitch, I will live to be queen, Okay? Don't worry. Don't you worry about that. Okay. We will be breathing. And I mean, she was fucking with Diana. She was fucking with him. She was being his bloody tampon. or she, He was her bloody tampon. I don't know. She worked it. I feel like Camilla can work the dig. I feel like she's, she's definitely. No,
0: I, re- I think it's amazing. I think it's amazing yeah. that like 40 years ago, these two people met and the queen was like, it won't work. It'll be bad for us. I have another idea. Oh no! And then she just hung. She just waited them all. Waited them all out.
4: Waited them out. And you know what's funny? I never thought that Charles would become king because I thought that um, Queen Elizabeth just would not die. Like she just at one point was refusing to die. Like people were reporting that she was dead. And she was like, "No, I'm not, bitch." <laughs> like, um, but you bring up a good point because the queen was blocking everybody's relationships. Like the queen was the biggest relationship hater. She married her fucking cousin. Her cousin. But then she was like, no, my sister can't marry this person. My son can't marry this person. Like, she blocked everybody.
0: And it didn't work. Because look who's queen consort now.
4: Yeah, look who's dancing on your grave now <laughs> Camilla.
0: <laughs> Have you seen Charles's uh, fingers?
4: Whew. <laughs> my baloney has a first name. Uh,
0: this is, I don't understand how this is possible. Like, is he too rich to drink water? Does it have to... You know what I mean? Is it like... Is he like on that ship in uh, Triangle of Sadness where it's like, no water, champagne only. Like... I don't want (laughs) to...
4: It's so hard for me because, on one hand, I don't want to body shame big handed no, people not. because, like, if you got some thick ass, swollen ass hands, like, you know, I don't want you to feel, catch some strays, but, like, he's so evil that I gotta talk shit about this. I'm so sorry. And you know what was crazy to me? That at the coronation, they had a close up of his finger touching the ring. And I was like, why would y'all do y'all boy like that? Y'all go zoom in in 4K when y'all know what his hands look like? <laughs> Also, we live in a time now that you can. Get, I've had a foot double before because I'm not. I mean, I have a wiki feet, so fuck. They got my raw toes, but I didn't want them zoomed in on. So I'm like, why couldn't they cut away? And it was like some dude like with normal hands touching the ring, <laughs> and then they cut back.
0: <laughs> just like completely not matching arms. Yeah,
4: we have the technology. <laughs> we
0: ha- we have the technology. I mean, look at these things. Incredible hands. Ooh. I mean, they're just incredible. That's what happens to your hands when you go on a hike and you get dehydrated and you get to the top of the mountain and you're very hot and you have to drink a bunch of water and you look down at your hands and you're like your fists not closing. Does that ever right. happen to anybody?
4: Yeah. It's like a spider bite. I feel like I would think I had a spider bite every day. <laughs> but also now I'm thinking something super weird. I'm so sorry, but I'm like, is Camille getting fingered with these hands? Like he gotta to use the pinky just, just okay. So he...
0: <laughs> Happy Mother's Day, mom. <laughs> This is our Mother's Day episode, and my mother never misses.
5: I'm
2: going to regret that.
0: <laughs> no, it's fine. It's <laughs> no, good. I love it. And finally, Lacey, we have a game that's honestly nearly impossible to win. Mm-hmm. It was inspired by the truly unbelievable items we saw incorporated into the coronation. We're calling the game Charles and Camilla and Dragons. <laughs> Here's how it works. Okay. I'm going to name an absolutely wild item, and you must tell us, is this a piece of real-life coronation regalia, or is it an item from the fantasy role-playing tabletop game Dungeons & Dragons? Okay. Are you ready?
4: <laughs> I'm ready.
0: Curtana, the Sword of Mercy.
4: I'm gonna say that's royal. That's royal.
0: That is royal. It was crafted by bladesmiths centuries ago. This sword represents mercy by being intentionally blunting. It is real and from the coronation.
4: It's very goofy. That's what they do. Like they should have put those photos of themselves in uh black and white, like slap an inkwell filter on it from Instagram or something, because it looks real goofy in color. <laughs> so this is this makes sense. Very goofy.
0: Next up, the emerald pen. This pen is tipped with an emerald nib and actually requires no ink to write.
4: Okay. The only reason I'm gonna say this is Dungeons and Dragons because I've seen Prince Charles get real mad when his pen wasn't working, uh, <laughs> so when he was becoming a king and whatnot. So I'm gonna say Dungeons and Dragons.
0: Uh, correct. <laughs> While holding this pen, you can create an illusory script at will, which is a spell that also allows the writer to encode messages. There's also a documentary where uh, Charles, if if like he like crumbled up a piece of paper and threw it in the garbage, but he missed, mm. he would call somebody. That rules that's rule that
4: honestly fucks I kind of like that those
0: hands don't reach down and pick something up from the ground and throw them in the garbage he calls somebody when he gets upset about the pen it's like that is a man that has been waiting for his mother to die for 70 years
4: (laughs) you're absolutely right about that everything frustrates him now he was just screaming because Big didn't pull up like I love it
0: the shard of Shaluan
4: okay the shard of Shaluan it sounds like something that they stole from uh, another country and then s- pretended that the country donated it to them I'm gonna have to say Coronation
0: Dungeons and Dragons Damn oh. This one foot long shard of obsidian has veins of silver and gold beneath its surface and was stolen from an ancient tomb Holding the shard you can use it as a spell casting focus
4: I'm it can't, so much
0: It can't raise your strength above 22
4: mm, I've never played D&D Maybe I should start. It's not a clap.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Malcolm, plays, Malcolm plays D&D.
4: I want to play. Oh, wait. And hey, you're black. I heard there's not a lot of us. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to come. I feel like it would be lit. <laughs> yeah. You, y'all would have to explain everything to me, though. And I, I will be asking hella questions and I will be cheating as well. I will find a way to cheat. <laughs>
0: <laughs> She's going to scan. Yeah. I mean, that checks out. The Black Prince's Ruby.
4: I mean, it's a jewel. They steal hella jewels. Yes, gotta be coronation. Correct.
0: Yeah. Originally given to the Black Prince, the Black Prince's Ruby sits atop the Imperial State Crown. The Black Prince was Edward of Woodstock, and he got the sword in 1367.
4: That crown is so goofy, and you know it is so heavy, and yet their elderly necks were just like, please, <laughs> no more. Like, remember when they put it on Camilla and she literally looked like she was about to melt into the chair?
0: They don't. You know, I gotta say, it is a classic example of they're not wearing drag, the drag is wearing them. You know what I mean? Yes they look like they look like those episodes Camilla and Charles look like those episodes where the drag queens dress up they like the cameramen yes <laughs> and they're Absolutely. just these burly teamsters wandering around like in their high-heeled shoes being like actually you know what this is making me feel kind of free and fun that's what they're like
4: it, that's what it's given they're like we support the teachers so then they put the teachers in drag and, and the teachers are like I, I get it now they, they took away my eyebrows um, <laughs> it's definitely that or you know what Game of Thrones remember Remember when um Blondie Okay, so the, the girl the girl who wrote on the dragon, what was her name? Daenerys. So remember when Day brother got his head burnt up with the crown? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's
0: exactly what Camilla looked like when they put that crown on. <laughs> it was like a crown
4: and she was like, oh!
0: <laughs> Next up, the Vorpal sword.
4: <sighs> it's a sword, so it could be. But I feel, there's already one sword at the party. I feel like how many swords do we need at the function? I'm going to say D and D.
0: Correct. <laughs> Forged out of a very rare bluish green metal, famous for ability to hold a fine edge, even after heavy use, the Vorpal sword is rumored to have cut off enemy heads in a single strike. Also, isn't Vorpal sword? Isn't that from a poem from like Rudyard Kipling? Oh, Alice in Wonderland. Oh. Okay. Lewis Carroll. Okay, well.
4: I didn't know that. I think I've seen that movie and I didn't know that. Hmm. Maybe I just read the book. She was doing drugs, right?
0: Yeah, she's on drugs.
4: It's like an LSD trip, basically. You know what's wild is when I first did LSD, I've only done it once because I was like, oh my God, I can't do this ever again. But I didn't get no Alice. I just stared at a tree (laughs) for three hours. Maybe
0: that's what you needed. She needed something else. (laughs) 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 Sovereign's Orb.
4: Sovereign's Orb. Okay, it's got Sovereign in the title, so we're going coronation.
0: Correct. A gold sphere encircled with a band of gems. This baby is held by the monarch during their coronation in the right hand, and that's it. God damn it. That looks so fucking stupid.
4: It looks like my guy is walking around with a bottle of Chambord. It looks <laughs> it looks it looks He's like, like we're taking shots after this. We're gonna take shots.
0: Looks like a <laughs> What a joke. What a joke this is.
4: And he looks so serious about it. And he got a Laker jersey on underneath. I just... What are we doing?
0: Charles I had that orb made in the year 1661. Huh? Wow. that's a long time ago.
4: So old, that makes it good.
0: So old, that makes it good. The Rod of Rulership.
4: That sounds kind of sexy. That sounds (laughs) good. Give me a (laughs) high (laughs) five. The rod of rulership. Um, It's another sword, though. I feel like it's got to be Dungeons & Dragons.
0: Correct. A jeweled scepter, rod in gold and bronze. When held by a monarch, all must do as he asks without question. You can also use an action to present the rod and command obedience from each creature of your choice that can see within 120 feet of you. Each target must succeed on a DC-15.
4: Also oh, it's Wisdom. like the police. Okay. Uh, saving
0: throw or be charmed by you for 8 hours while charmed as way creature regards you as a trusted leader. This game seems great. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, the rod of equity and mercy.
4: The rod of equity and mercy. It's a gold
0: rod with enameled and gem-set collars and a gold cross supporting an enameled dove with outstretched wings
4: they be gaslighting the fuck out of us this has to be coordination because they be going to african countries and letting them hoist them up and ride around and shit meanwhile they ruin our fucking lives bro it's definitely coordination and you got if i'm it. wrong i'm gonna be mad
5: you
0: got it hey lacey you won the game wait Thank you so much for being here. Go watch iCarly and listen to Scam Goddess. And if you're in L.A., your Scam Goddess live show will be on June 22nd at 7.30 at the Elysian. When we come back, hide your blood. It's Elizabeth Holmes. Thank you. Thank you. Back for the rant wheel. Back for the rant wheel.
5: Hey, don't go anywhere. There's more of Love It or Leave It coming up.
0: Love It or Leave It is brought to you by Fast Growing Trees. The experts at fast-growing trees curate thousands of plants for all climates, locations, and needs. Available 24-7, you can talk to a plant expert about your soil type, landscape designs, and how best to take care of your plants. The point is, I may not have a green thumb, but that's why fast-growing trees is perfect for me, because it makes it so easy. Right now, they have some of the best deals online, like up to half off on select plants, and listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code LOVEIT at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com, using the code LOVEIT at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com, code LOVEIT. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions apply.
5: Reclaim your time. Now that you can listen to four weekly ads-free episodes across PodSave America and PodSave the World, there's never been a better time to join Cricket's Friend of the Pod subscription community. The marketing
0: people say that listening ads free saves you up to two hours of ad listening each month. Imagine the possibilities. You know what you can do with two extra hours a week? You can listen, listen to, to two more podcasts. exactly. Uh, two more episodes. Uh, yeah. That's two more episodes. Yeah. Get more stuff in your brain. Yeah. Get more stuff in that or brain. Stuffing
5: content in there like, yeah, uh, like you're a fog Just <laughs> <laughs> Become a member today. Go to Cricut.com slash friends now to learn more.
1: Monday, plus bonuses whenever the Supreme Court takes away another one of our rights. Make sure to subscribe to Strict Scrutiny wherever you get your podcasts.
0: This week, the New York Times published a bizarrely sympathetic profile of Elizabeth Holmes, the biotech entrepreneur behind Theranos, currently facing 11 years in prison for defrauding investors about her medical device, the Edison, which turned out to be a complete scam. But boy, you could barely tell that from the article, which focuses on Elizabeth Holmes's reinvention as Liz, a wife, mother, and contrition expert. Unfortunately, Love It or Leave It uses the same booker as the New York Times, so please welcome to the stage, Elizabeth Holmes. Okay, here we go. <laughs> so you're going by Liz now. Yeah, um.
3: Yes, John. It fits my new vibe. And my testing suggests people think it sounds friendlier.
0: Oh no. You're
3: testing. Yes, John. I invented a machine that tests likability using one drop of their blood. <laughs> I'm kidding. Okay. (laughs) Anytime I use humor, it's another way I make myself more warm and approachable.
0: Well, it's really working. I'll be honest, the New York Times article said you had dropped the weird fake voice, but if anything, it sounds weirder.
3: Turns out, I did this weird Romy and Michelle meets Bane voice for so long that it's my actual voice now. And I have to fake a normal voice, but... Elizabeth Holmes, that was just a character that I created.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know. Everyone knows. It's extremely Mm. weird. Why did you do that exactly?
3: It's like I said in the profile, and this is a literal quote. I believed it would be how I would be good at business and taken seriously and not taken as a little girl or a girl who didn't have good technical ideas.
0: But, but Liz... You didn't have good technical (laughs) ideas. That's why there was a trial. You lied not only to Theranos investors, but to the FDA and the U.S. military. You never actually invented the device you told people you did. And you were actually told by real experts that it was scientifically impossible.
3: You're so right, John. It's like I told the New York Times in another actual quote I said. I made so many mistakes, and there was so much I didn't know and understand. And I feel like when you do it wrong, it's like you really internalize it in a
0: deep way. Yeah, you should. You should internalize it in a deep way, Liz. That's the whole point. And those weren't mistakes. Mistakes are ordering the wrong size black turtleneck and being too lazy to return it within 60 days, like it says on the receipt. Been there, sister. You didn't make a, You didn't make a mistake. You engaged in years of deception. You were convicted in court. Exactly. This is what happens to people who girl boss too
3: close to the sun. <laughs> John, another actual phrase they used in my profile, society just can't handle a strong woman.
0: Liz, you aren't going to prison because you girlbossed too hard. You committed a massive, sustained, morally repulsive fraud whose victims weren't just high-flying investors, but literal cancer patients.
3: Can you believe I'm going to prison, John? Me? But I'm so... How do I say this? Not the type? Yeah. Plus, I have two beautiful babies, which I think you'll agree tells you that I'm the kind of person who should have been more sympathetic to the judge and jury, especially when I was eight months pregnant in sentencing.
0: Hmm. Yeah, well, you did get 11 years, but it could have been more. Could have been less. But it could have been more. Point is... I hope I'll be
3: defined by the most important and impactful leadership role I've ever had.
0: You're, you're going you're gonna to say... Being, yeah, a, being a, mother, a mother, of course. <laughs> Fuck. I mean, okay. People know that you can be a mom and a terrible person.
3: Mm, you really want that to be your pull quote of the week, John? <laughs> and right before Mother's Day? For shame. I love my children. I have two... <laughs> The baby, whose actual name
0: is Invicta and the other one okay I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure you love I'm sure you love your children, Liz, but it's amazing to me whose internal journey gets to be the one that's meant to matter to the rest of us, well, look, John, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's really rough and rough <laughs> with that baby.
3: I'm sorry, but like the reporter actually said in the piece, and this is a real quote. I don't seem like a hero or a villain. I seem like most people somewhere in between. That's right. That's what it said. It also noted that the reporter caught me dancing with my husband. Oops, we're so romantic. I'm a nuanced, complicated, beautiful blonde mother with a lot of understandable reasons for doing what I did. Yes, I made mistakes, but I also have a family who will be punished by my absence.
0: Pri- <laughs> by my absence. But prisons are filled with nuanced, complicated people, Liz. People who have kids and shame and hope and a desire to prove that they're more than their worst decisions.
3: These should get their own New York Times profile. But they can't. That's the point. Really? It's not like it was hard. You just go up to the people shouting outside the courthouse on your way back to your rich husband's family's compound, and you say you're willing
0: to talk with certain ground rules. Oh, okay. I think I think I speak for I think I, yep. I think I speak for everyone when I say, How did you get a handsome rich husband? How do you get everyone to give you money? How do you ensource all this Times reporter? Are you Kilgray from Jessica Jones? Are you a fucking witch? Wouldst thou like to live deliciously? Oh, no. <laughs> it's, it's just amazing who gets to be a protagonist. Like, who gets to be treated like their perspective is valid and human and worthy, and who remains faceless. It's amazing who can commit felonies without ever being a felon, and who gets treated like a felon when they walk out their front door. But you don't care about any of that. I really don't. You, you use people. You don't fix anything. You're a fraud.
3: That's right. Hey... Do you want to hear about my new invention?
0: Oh, no. Oh, no. Liz, what is it?
3: It's a machine that tests dozens of dozens of diseases using a lot of your blood. <laughs> like way, way, way too much blood. All
0: right. Elizabeth Holmes, everybody. Get out of here. Oh, no. Liz, you, 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 got, you forgot your baby. I'll take my baby. Okay. There goes my hero. Elizabeth Holmes, everybody. Thank you so much to Nicole. Her show, Nicole Travolta, is doing all right. We'll be at the Groundlings Theater in L.A. on May 23rd and at Edinburgh Fringe on August 14th and 19th and 21st to the 26th. When we come back, porn for ladies? Okay. That was great. And we're back. Sex. Now that I have your attention, <laughs> please welcome to the stage the host of Crooked's new podcast SIFT, Jennifer Romolini. Come
7: on out. How are you doing? How are you doing? I'm all right. I'm a little nervous. Hi. Hey,
0: please. this It's going to be all right. Hi, a, here's everybody. Here's the thing. The stakes. <laughs> I, I warmed them up real good with some okay, light bullying you. earlier.
7: Thank you very much. Thank you. And right. the stakes
0: are low. We cut out, out everything that doesn't work.
7: Oh, thank God. Thank God. So only they have to know. Okay. Yeah. All right.
0: If it's not clear from the title, what exactly is stiffed about? Dicks. (laughs) Cool.
7: No, it's about 70s feminist erotica. It's about specifically a 70s feminist porn magazine called Viva that was put out by Bob Guccione, who, if anybody doesn't know, was the publisher of Penthouse and sort of famously sleazy, but not, but he looked sleazy. And a bunch of scrappy feminist journalists put out this magazine sort of under his, you know, sort of hiding from him, basically.
0: Now, one of the main turning points in Viva's history hinges on an important question. Should we, or should we not show dong
7: yes yes and, and,
0: they, and they do
7: they show so much dick <laughs> it's just there's like a point where there's just like dicks with glitter on them rodeo dicks like <laughs> just so much dicks next to a stereo there's just so much dick and like they're all flaccid and they're not that erotic. there's like shrinkage and it's weird it's just a weird magazine
0: It's like, hey, let's turn that knob and then turn the radio up. You know what I mean?
7: I I do. I do. I do. Um, (laughs) I'm picking it up.
0: So, actually, this guy, Bob Guccione, was actually
7: sort of in charge of choosing the dongs. Is that right? So, yeah, so, so, well, yes, he was, he was weirdly. And she, well, but he's just, and he was straight. He was 100% straight. He loved women, famously loved women. Like, he had like a whole floor of his house in Manhattan that just like a bunch of penthouse pets lived in. Anyway, that's a whole long story. But he, um, Vivo was never through a woman's lens, it was always through a male lens. Um, all of the photography was shot by men. And, you know, th- this one man was like, you know, I felt like I was a lesbian. And I was like, I think you got that wrong, sir. Like, that's not, you know. Like-
0: <laughs> that's confusing. Yeah, it was
7: very, it was, they were all in their 80s. So it was all very confusing. <laughs> but um, Bob Guccione wanted to control all of the images and he decided what he thought women wanted. How did Anna Wintour feel about the dicks? The dicks were gone by the time Anna Wintour came around into the magazine, but she still will never talk about the magazine. She pretends like she never worked there. And like, I was like, I know we all you have work the, there. We all
0: have those jobs. Totally,
7: totally. <laughs> we 100% like, do. She doesn't
0: want to be like, oh yeah, and there was that time I worked on the magazine with all the dongs.
7: Exactly. I worked for Bob Guccione, like with all pornographers. She doesn't want anything to do with that. She in fact wore sunglasses the entire time she was in the office too, which I just love Imagine.
0: So one of the themes of the podcast is how the men and women who made Viva possible and more broadly, the men and women engaged in what we think of as like the sexual revolution are really stuck in their gender roles. Yes and doesn 't seem like queerness was a big part of the conversation,
7: not necessarily. I mean what 's really interesting is that there was so much progressive writing in this magazine, and it's a mainstream magazine, and there was you know they wrote about bisexuality, they wrote about open marriage, they wrote really openly about fantasies. There were trans people in Viva, so it was so far ahead of its time because it was part of the sexual revolution but I think that you 're right that. They were stuck in their gender roles and particularly the way that they were stuck in their gender roles was that there's a man in charge and the women were like, oh, I'm cowering, you know, so that that was a problem.
0: Another theme in Viva is how difficult it is to make an erotic product when the motive is profit and when it's meant to be for women in a culture that is, as you said, like sort of controlled by this man and controlled more generally and made more generally to please men. In some ways, it seems like trying to appeal to what you think people find hot is a way of telling them what they should find hot.
7: Yes. I mean, and I think we still haven't figured that out. I mean, I think that porn is still mostly geared toward, you know, cis, white, straight men. Um, but I think one of the interesting things about this project for me was that, you know, we think of this sexual revolution as this like funky, freewheeling, you know, sexy, fun times. And for women, it was actually a really confusing time because they had all this pressure to get hip and get sexy and, you know, get with the times. But they had no protections And there was a lot of sexual assault, not to be a bummer, but like there was a lot of sexual assault and there was just they didn't really know what they were supposed to do. There were no protections for them. And it was really only revolutionary for men is what I came to ultimately.
0: That is a live topic right now, right? Like basically, you know, this idea of liberation, but without power.
7: Yes, that's precisely it. And, you know, also just direct correlation. So 50 years ago, they started this magazine. Roe v. Wade had just been passed. And they really thought that like, okay, now progress begins and doesn't end. We've won. So interviewing these women 50 years later, I mean, it was – I really tried to not bring this into the podcast because it was so depressing. But like they were bummed the fuck out. You know, they were really bummed out. Like they thought they were – going up and now they didn't expect that their body autonomy would start being taken away again you know i mean we're moving really far backwards it's true it's true it's a bummer let me ask you this yes let's move to something else please glitter dicks again like let's go back to that
0: what do women want anyway
7: i mean i think women want dicks but i (laughs) think uh our straight women want dicks and um, maybe, maybe they would like to see them in not such a ridiculous, like, you know, bouncing, uh, sort of soft, uh, shy way. Like, maybe they would like to, you know, see something else. A heartier, I don't know, stronger, <laughs> something else.
0: <laughs> and again, happy Mother's Day, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> How did this become the Mother's Day episode? Woo! Woo! Uh, I think they
7: want freedom. I think women want freedom and autonomy. That's what I think they want.
0: Yeah. Uh, now, I thought since we have you here, this is the perfect opportunity to take something everyone is extremely interested in, sex, yes. and use it to discuss something absolutely no one is interested in despite its importance, the debt ceiling. Seeing as how we're hurtling toward defaults as soon as June 1st, and we've got to do something to get people to give a rat's ass, Jennifer, it's time for a segment we're calling Debbie Does Debt Ceiling. <laughs> I'll be playing the role of the United States current debt. Jennifer, if you would please be Congress... <laughs> And joining us is the sexiest member, okay, who wrote this? (laughs) You can't, it's a, did did, did Hallie write this for herself? The sexiest member of Love It or Leave a Team, head writer Hallie. Of course I wrote it,
6: I have to write this whole show every week.
0: Just given the topic, I can't call you the sexiest member without acknowledging that you wrote the card. Thank
6: you, honesty of all things.
0: (laughs) Oh no, let us begin, gross. (laughs)
7: Someone's at the door. Oh, hi.
0: Oh, hey, right on. (laughs) No. Love your extremely long 70s nightgown. Anyway, I've got a huge hot financial obligation pizza with extra sausage for, let's see here, the name is, it says Congress. That's me. Ha, wow, that's like one of my favorite names. Anyway, that'll be $31.4 trillion.
7: Uh Uh-oh, I don't have enough money. How will I ever pay you?
0: Oh, uh, I bet we can come up with something if we get creative.
7: Oh, I'm sure we can. I ordered this with my roommate, the Republican Party. Let's see if she could help us out if you get my drift.
0: Let's make some magic happen.
7: Republicans,
6: could you come in here? Oh, hi, sorry, I was taking a shit in the back of your toilet. (laughs) (laughs) What? What? Ew, Republicans, why would you do that? Because I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I will do anything to ruin your life, even if it means ruining my own.
7: But that's your toilet too, Republicans. We only have one. Don't you see? You upper yourself.
6: Why would you do that? You think I don't know that? I repeat, I don't give a fuck. I will let the entire world burn before I help you figure out how to pay for this even though I absolutely racked up this debt alongside you this is my only way to force my horrible policies onto our household like rolling back clean energy tax credits, reducing spending on affordable housing, not to mention slashing nutrition assistance for mothers and babies living in poverty, air traffic control the state department and you guessed it fucking cancer research
0: Jesus, that's really fucked up
6: Oh, I know. And all that stuff is really popular with all voters, so it's time like people are asking me to do this. Don't
7: get her started. It's a whole thing.
0: <laughs> Dang, wait. So you don't want to get together for one steamy voting session and make some magic happen, by which I mean prevent a countrywide recession and a potential global economic collapse?
6: No, I'm going to take this pizza and I'm going to throw it on top of the neighbor's garage. And I hope when it falls off, their dog eats it and it fucking
0: dies. <laughs> Bye,
7: Gaylords!
0: Hey, she rollerbladed away with the pizza.
7: I hate her so much. Stop running up the stairs! That is not parkour, just because you call it that.
0: Damn, I really thought we were going to make some magic happen. Sorry about your pizza.
7: That's okay. Hey, while you're here, can you help me pull my stepmom out of the dryer? She's been stuck in there for days, and I'm starting to get worried.
0: Yeah, it would be an honor, Congress, and scene.
7: Holly Keeper, Jennifer
0: Romolini, everybody. Thank you so much, Jennifer. Everybody, go listen to Stift. It's an incredible story, an incredible podcast. Congratulations on the podcast. You will love it. You will really love it. When we come back, it's time for the Rant Wheel.
5: Don't go anywhere. This is Love It or Leave It, and there's more on the way.
2: horrors that we face every single day. Happy Women's History Month to all. Check out what's in stock at crooked.com slash store for this month only.
5: and enjoy your edible (laughs) legal disclaimer paid for by vote save america votesaveamerica.com not authorized by any candidate or candidates committee
1: and we're
0: back its newest podcast. Pod Save the UK is on a mission to free the royals and the UK from the madness of monarchy. In the hilarious and insightful first episode, hosts Nish Kumar and Coco Khan give their takes on the coronation of King Charles and answer the question, has King Charles's coronation sent the UK into a frenzy of royal fervor, a bored stoop, or a Republican rage? Listen to the first two episodes now and new episodes of Pod Save the UK every Thursday, wherever you get your podcasts. Everybody check it out. By the way, Pod Save the UK, it's a bona fide hit. All right? Everybody check it out. Also... Do you suddenly feel a strong desire to fulfill your civic duty by serving on a jury in Manhattan? We have a new, <laughs> we have, <laughs> we have a new t shirt. It's our totally impartial potential juror t shirt, <laughs> which you can get at the Crooked Store. If you happen to get put on the Trump trial jury, then so be it. It's not like you really follow the news or anything, right? <laughs> Head to crooked.com slash store to shop. I really want that one. Totally impartial potential juror. I'm excited about that shirt. That one's cool. All right, Nicole, first of all, nice to see you for the first time. Uh,
2: thank you so much for having
0: me. And you have and you have your one-woman show is Running at the Groundlings.
2: Yes, it's Running at the Groundlings. I actually just did a show here, and it was amazing. I love this place.
0: And um, it's about spray tans?
2: So it's about debt, divorce, and how I saved myself by having to spray tan people.
0: Hey, do you ever uh, tell somebody they can wash it off after three hours, but really it probably should have been two hours because then you go to a party and someone pulls you aside and said, you need to go home before this starts looking like blackface?
2: Um, oh,
0: no. does that ever, has that ever happened oh, no. to you?
2: It, um, no, it's never happened to me, but I, I, I might start doing that. Yeah,
0: okay. <laughs> it's happened. It's happened to somebody. I heard, heard it, heard it happen to I heard it. I heard it happen to somebody You heard it time. happen.
2: Was it, it wasn't you.
0: I, I heard about it in a book.
2: <laughs> I
0: think I saw that movie. <laughs> I have no friend of mine in a book. <laughs> it was John. All right, and now it's time for the rant wheel. Here's how it works. The wheel spins, someone complains. The wheel spins, someone else complains. Until we all complain. <laughs> On the wheel this week, we have the Wes Anderson TikTok trend. People in yellow vests... I can't can't justify that one we have people who don't use headphones in public we have grocery store self checkouts we have bothering women about their plastic surgery and how they age we have Robert De Niro having a baby at 79 we have the dumbing down of America and we have liberal which is still left over (laughs) from when was it Joe Joe Montana left so that'll stay on there and liberal (laughs) outrage at CNN Let's (laughs) let's spin the wheel It has landed on grocery store self-checkouts. Who suggested that? Was that you, Lacey? It was me. Take it away. I'm going
4: to stand up for this because I'm really angry. (laughs) Uh, So I'm going to tell y'all why I fucking hate grocery store self-checkouts. Okay, first of all, it's racist. Second of all, it's homophobic. Bitch, I came here to give y'all money to get some strawberries and some shrimps and a little salmon from behind the counter when I ring the bell because homeboy is never there, so I gotta ring the bell so many times. Okay? I came in here to patronize your grocery store, and now all of a sudden, I'm an employee? (laughs) I work here? This is my job now? <laughs> and listen, this is no shade to people who work at grocery stores. We all got to motherfucking eat out in this bitch, so I love people who work at grocery stores. Absolutely, but why can't I see them no more?
6: Why y'all making me
4: interact with AI like this? This is not fair. And then, now they got the nerve. They got the gumption. The unmitigated gall to tell me I can't steal. <laughs> They're like, we're watching you. We have you on the camera. And I'm like, I would have paid for shit if you had let somebody bring it up for me. But now you made me employed. Bitch, this is a wage. I'm taking my wages. (laughs) I just personally just think we need to keep jobs where human people are doing them, and they're trying to make everything a robot. And, you know, robots are fun sometimes and do make things easier. But what are we going to do when everything's automated, bitch? Where are we going to go? Okay. (laughs)
0: Yeah. First they came for the supermarket cashiers, and I didn't speak up because I wasn't a supermarket cashier. Mm
7: -hmm.
0: (laughs) Let's spin it again. It has landed on bothering women about their plastic surgery and how they age, which I believe was Jennifer's suggestion. That was
7: mine. That was mine, because poor fucking Meg Ryan. Poor Meg Ryan just went out into the world this week, okay? She just was like, you know what? I'm going go to go to a movie premiere. I'm going to go see my friend Michael J. Fox's movie open. I don't know what movie it was. It doesn't matter. And then the New York Post, page six, fuck them, page six is, is saying that she, doesn't, she looks unrecognizable. She has the audacity to go out. And it's like, here's the thing. Not everybody's going to age like Dame Helen Mirren, and that's the only aging we accept in this country. It's like, you're not allowed to look old, you're not allowed to get work, and I just think women should be able to age. That's it. That's my rant. And also, fuck everybody talking about Madonna, fuck everybody talking about everybody. Like We have such a double standard in this country, and we don't let women get older, and it's not the same for fucking men. It's like silver foxes all around, and women aren't allowed to do shit. And that's it. That's my rant.
0: I I always think it's funny when their comparison is they'll say, oh, look at this woman who's aging gracefully, which is a kind of euphemism for got a lot of work done, but it's not that noticeable. Yes. Well, yeah,
7: that's Michelle Pfeiffer. Everybody has to also look like Michelle Pfeiffer. But also... Meg Ryan is 61 years old. She was 35 when she was in You've Got Mail. Like, what do we what, expect her to look the exact same? It's, it's absurd.
0: I'm five years older than Meg Ryan, and you've got mail. I gotta lie down. sorry.
4: I gotta lie down.
7: It's <laughs> <laughs> killing me. <laughs> Meanwhile, like, Harrison Ford is, like, Indiana Jones again. He's, like, 90. It's like they could just Harrison swashbuckle Ford. forever.
0: How old is how old,
2: how old is Harrison Ford? He's like,
0: he's like eighty. No,
2: he's, <laughs> like, he he's like eighty. Is he eighty? Yes, he's like eighty. He's hundred and three.
0: It's 103. hundred. No, but
2: he's like he's amazing. Wait, you have a yes,
4: phone in your hand?
0: Are you seeing for real? Are you He's that? not hundred and three. No, he's absolutely
7: not hundred and three. <laughs> <laughs> he's like somewhere between like Diane
0: Feinstein. A, he's and a working actor. hundred and
7: three. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I will say in the show, I watched the pilot of the show shrinking and they did come up with a lot of ways to have him be stationary. <laughs> oh, no. You know, he's at a sink. He's in a chair. <laughs> the scene takes place around him. Let's spin it again. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. No, no, it's okay. <laughs> This, this is as yellow vest construction, guys. And I want you to know something. This is my idea. And I said what I wanted my rant to be. And I sent it to our love it or leave it group Slack. And Malcolm replied, so you want a rant against the working class? Which is not. I have a very specific and short rant. It's a very specific and short rant. And then Zuri was like, oh, you don't want the guys in yellow vest to make sure everybody's safe? Yeah, that's what I don't want. I have a very, very small and specific point, which is this. A yellow vest can be bought on Amazon. Does not bestow any superpowers or government sanctions. (laughs) And so all I'm saying is, I get it. You got to get out there, direct the traffic. A big truck is coming through. But you do not get to tell me that while you're telling me what's happening, I don't have to obey other traffic rules in the vicinity. You can't be like, I'm here. Don't worry about this stop sign because you're just a guy. I respect you, I respect the work that you're doing up until you tell me that I can run a stop sign because you can't tell me that in the same way I can't tell you that if I bought a vest on Amazon and came here. You know what
7: you're getting for your next birthday. I mean, obviously.
4: (laughs) Okay, wait though, wait though, wait though. What if they have the yellow vest, white glove combo?
7: That's very powerful. Oh, and
4: the hat. And the hat. And
7: the hat sometimes.
4: Because they be getting cocky with them gloves and all of a sudden the hands are just flailing, it's giving vogue. You know?
0: (laughs) And that's a really important point, too. Let's spin it again. (laughs) I'm not talking about, like, the police crossing guards. I'm talking about just somebody on a construction site walking into the road with a yellow vest and saying, I run this area of the street now. Robert De Niro having a baby at 79.
2: That's me. I just don't understand. First of all, I was really blown away at his delivery. Uh, someone asked him, and they were like, oh, and you have six kids, and then he's like, seven. I just had another one. And I'm like, why? Why are you having kids at 79? And why can men still have kids at 79? Why is it that women turn 35, and the doctor's like, you got mothballs down there. You're fucking drying up. But like why can you ride the pony on a man's deathbed and still maybe get pregnant? You can ride the pony on a man's deathbed and maybe get pregnant and I don't understand. And like that's birds any good. It doesn't any make good. sense. Like, and is it good? Does yeah. it make a good baby? Come on. Am I going to get canceled for that? Dusty, no, yes. no. You're fine. You're Do
3: fine.
2: Do you know what I'm saying? Like I just don't understand. That's my rant.
4: Yes. <laughs> I will say Robert De Niro kind of sexy, though. Yeah, he is sexy. I
2: would. <laughs> you
5: would <say> it?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say... I wouldn't say... I would, but I wouldn't say that I would be like like if I was into older men and he presented himself to me, I might be like I might just double. I might just it. double. I might put a grocery bag over it from the self checkout line. And also, babes, I gotta say to you, you thought about
4: the sex because he's seventy nine, and so you said ride the pony because you know he can't get on top.
2: You thought about it. No, you. I picture him on his. I'm not Robert De Niro on his deathbed, but a man on his deathbed, and you. You gotta get on that because you gotta get yourself pregnant because you gotta collect that money.
0: <laughs> Happy Mother's Day, Mom. Again, this is our Mother's so Day. E- this is our Mother's Day episode. The phrase, ride the pony, said three times. A phrase never before uttered on this stage. Said three times in the last three and a half minutes, ride the pony. That's five times now, because I said it twice. Let's spin it again. <laughs> All right. It has landed on liberal outrage at CNN for having the Trump town hall. Okay. I respect and understand why people are frustrated with Donald Trump getting that platform. But I saw a lot of people saying, why would CNN do this? CNN has jumped the stark. This is wrong. This is horrible. Uh, this, is, this is exactly what Trump... W-. I've seen a lot of conversation like that. And, and here's what I'd want to say. Over the course of 70 minutes, Trump said he would pardon insurrectionists He won't accept the 2024 election results. He wants the U.S. to default. He won't back Ukraine. He is proud to have overturned Roe v. Wade, and he is open to a national abortion law. These are terrible statements for him. And in the same way, liberals worry that Trump is being treated differently by CNN or want Trump to be treated differently because of the threat he poses. I think sometimes people don't stop and remember that he's a politician running for office and he just said a bunch of really fucking unpopular things that we should be exploiting. But in response, there was a lot more commentators and a lot more liberals deciding it was better to talk about why CNN was wrong to host the event than why Trump was wrong to hold these extremely unpopular views, turning the whole fiasco into referendum on the media instead of one on the Republican frontrunner. Donald Trump is a no-win scenario wrapped in about 250 pounds of fast food. (laughs) You can't ignore him. You also can't engage with him. He thrives off attention and he will lie and he will steamroll. The issue is not whether or not he is interviewed or does a town hall, whether he's treated as a normal Republican or an abnormal Republican. The issue is that a vocal minority of the country and the majority of Republicans chooses this. That is the issue. CNN's editorial judgment is largely beside the point. We have 18 months to go, and I'm begging everyone to get a fucking grip. So here is my proposal. And by the way, I am not saying that it is wrong to be critical when the media indulges in Donald Trump, fails to hold him accountable, fails to push back on his lies. I'm not saying that. What I am saying is I have a proposal. Let's get the outrage ratio right. I'm thinking 80-20. You can go ham on a New York Times headline, on reporters on TV saying the immigration debate is polarized, people saying Biden needs to reach out to the other side, anyone saying Washington is broken, so long as 80% of your heart is filled with rage at Republicans. That's all I'm asking. Not saying you can't have fun. I go after the media all the time. I do the meta all the time. I am fine with that. And I also understand... I understand where this anxiety comes from because there's a certain amount of bewilderment that has been born of the last six to eight years of watching these goons get power and not understanding how people as despicable and obviously deceitful and bigoted and vile and divisive as these Republicans have been able to gain office. I get that that is bewildering and it leads to a fear of what happens when the goons messages reaches the normies. It's a bunch of hyper-engaged people saying, oh, no, the goons are going to get through to the normies. I get that fear. I understand where it's coming from. But just 80-20. 20% 20 media criticism, 80% focusing on the fascists. Can we make that deal? (laughs) And that's the rant wheel. When we come back, we'll end on a high note. And we're back. Here it is, because we all need it this week, the high note.
6: Okay, what's up, love it or leave it? My name is Jess Darrow. I'm the voice of Luisa from Encanto. Um, just so that I want you guys to care about me extra hard before you listen to this, because this is now my redo of the last one that I tried to send in. But anyway, my name is Jess, and I just heard the last episode of Love It or Leave It, and I had the biggest smile put on my face because of the message left by the Viva Las Vegas group getting back together again uh, after all these years. Uh, I literally just like cried and I just wanna thank you guys so much for really always leaving the best message to uh leave with and hope you guys give me help every single week, especially right now during the writer's strike. Um I don't know how I'd be able to get through all this without being able to laugh about it, so Thank you for always giving me that gut
0: fuel.
7: Love you guys. (laughs) It's
0: so long. I'm so embarrassed.
7: I love it. This is Lindsay from two shows ago. Um, And my high note this week is for Kara um, and for saying such kind words and making me feel like I didn't really make a home in Alabama. Kara, if you were activated down there, how cool would it be if you could show me the ropes? I'm going to figure out how to email these guys and then maybe they can reach out to you or something oh god i don't know who knows anyway that was my high note it just made me so happy so um Lovett, thank you for uh, creating such a global community
3: hey love it for my high note about two years ago i met a girl on hinge our opening conversation was us coming up with fake erotic fan fiction between bill de blasio and andrew Cuomo. Uh, and when we finally met in person, we bonded over our mutual love of Love It or Leave It. And now we've listened to it just about every Saturday morning together over the last two years. And after we finished yesterday's episode, I proposed, and she said, Yes, we can't wait to see the show live in New York in July. Thanks so much for making us laugh and for bringing us together. Hey John, I just want to say thank you because uh, I tried psilocybin for the first time the other week, and uh, I smiled for the first time in 15 years, to the point where my uh, face hurt.
0: Thanks for the suggestion. Love you. Thanks to everybody who sent in a high note tonight. If you want to leave us a message about something that gave you hope, call us at 323 538 2377. That is our show. Thank you so much to Lacey Mosley, Nicole Travolta, and Jennifer Romolini. There are 542 days until the 2024 elections. Thanks for coming out. Have a great night and have a great weekend. Love It or Leave It is a Crooked Media production. It is written and produced by me, John Lovett and Lee Eisenberg. Kendra James is our executive producer. Brian Semmel is our producer. And Malcolm Whitfield is our associate producer. Holly Keeper is our head writer. Sarah Lazarus, Jocelyn Kaufman, Paul V. Gunalan, Peter Miller, Rebecca Kaplan, Alan Pierre, Chandler Dean are our writers. Bill Lance is our editor. Stephen Colon is our audio engineer. And Kyle Seglin provides audio support. Our theme song is written and performed by SureSure. Sure. Thanks to our designers, Jesse McClain and Caroline Haywood, for creating and running all of our visuals, which you can't see because this is a podcast. And to our digital producers, Zuri Irvin, David Tolls, Mia Kelman, and Matt DeGroote for filming and editing video each week so you can. You can find those glorious videos at www.youtube.com slash at loveitorleaveitpodcast. That's the best we could do, I guess. Subscribe to Love It or Leave It on YouTube for access to video versions of your favorite segments and other exclusive content. Don't forget to follow us at Crooked Media on IG and Twitter. And if you're as opinionated as we are, consider dropping us a review. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you do if you had an extra hour in your day? Would you go for a run? Would you take a nap? Would you read a book? Would you show up for a friend? I mean, maybe
5: I'd hang out with a friend. I don't know if I would show up for a friend.
0: Well, (laughs) okay. Good to know. Good to know. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. Yeah, we do. But at the same time, then you check your screen time on your phone, and it's always like six hours a day.
5: Mm. I feel like there's
0: a lot of people running around playing busy, you know? Yeah. If you're on your phone for six hours, you could be less busy. You could be less Just put busy. your phone down. I'm as I'm a guilty as anybody. That's what therapy is for. It help figure out these problems.
5: <laughs> put on your phone for an hour during therapy.
0: Yeah, you can't be on your phone during therapy. They hate it. <laughs> but they can't stop you. It's your hour. Anyway, the point is, everybody needs therapy. I need it. John needs it. Anyone else? Anybody else? <laughs> no, that's it. Just that's the two it. of us it. Just need the two it. of us. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash love it today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot love it.